Hey, what's going on, sports fans? NFL fans. I'm about to bring you my NFL free agency special. And man, oh man, what a start it has been. And even though the Antonio Brown situation wasn't a free agent move, it was a trade, but it started it all. And his teammate is still out there, floating around. Who gonna scoop him up? Le'Veon Bell been a free agent for a little while now. I guess somebody got to cough that money up. I'm going to tell y'all who I'm hearing going to try to sign Le'Veon, but right now, the free agency tampering period, legal tampering period is now in effect. Uh, Wednesday, March 13th at 4 o'clock, some of these contracts will become legit. We've had some players back out of deals already. Wasn't surprised that I expected it anyway. Uh, you know, some of them just play the bluffing game. Still have veterans out there that still not signed. Uh, Pro Bowl players that are not signed. Uh, maybe because of the money that they want. But a couple of teams have bolstered their roster. And man, they look like they ready for 2019 already. But you know... A team on paper is always different. Uh, a lot of teams uh, lost a lot of players, which means they'll have a little setback next season. Some teams, like I would say the Cleveland Browns. I've been talking about this team the last two years. When they finally got Baker Mayfield, that, that, that turned that franchise around. Uh, GM uh, John Dorsey. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He's building Cleveland into a contender. But I'm not going to tell y'all all my thoughts. What I'm going to do, I'm going to talk Antonio Brown first. Then I get all the way into the free agency. Uh, period. Uh, I can't wait actually till these become official because I can't wait to look at some of these rosters. I mean, some of these rosters will be so stacked next season. And some teams that were this close to making it to that next level, this free agency period will push them over. Now, some teams, uh, I've been surprised that they haven't made any moves. Uh, but a lot of them, you know, who haven't made moves, uh, they're trying to secure their roster as is and fit small pieces and put players in the right position to keep their team there, to keep them on the right track, to get in the Super Bowl 54. And it's just crazy. But when I come back, I'm going to talk Antonio Brown for a second. And then, like I said, we'll get kicked off with NFL free agency period. I'll be right back. Hold tight. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Catch these tunes while you wait. What's going on? It's your man, Raphael Haynes, a.k.a. Mr. Controversy. Did you miss me? It's a must that you keep it locked here on the Sports Machine Podcast. My man, Smitty Smitty. Yeah.
we breaking the glass at Smitty Sports Machine. That's what we doing. But this first segment, I just want to take a quick quick second to talk about Antonio Brown heading out to Oakland. Um, it's been, you know, brewing for a while. Uh, 2018 and end well for Antonio Brown or the Steelers. Um, it's just a whole lot of mess in the Steelers organization that needs to be fixed. Uh, and it starts with the GM. Uh, the GM, Kevin Colbert, um, who's been there ever since uh, 2000. So he's been in Pittsburgh nearly 20 years as GM. And to let you know it get out of hand as bad as it has, uh, it's a bad look on him. Uh, any way you want to look at it. Uh, from him, then it goes down to Ben Roethlisberger, who's supposed to be the leader of the team. Uh, but it seems like he's the leader of starting shit. And that's the only way I can put it. I mean, I don't mean to be blunt about it, but what else can I say? Uh, so, the miscommunication between Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown Oh, it just kept boiling over, kept boiling over until they got on the football field. And it may not look, you know, as serious as it is on the football field, but when you have one of the top receivers in the league um, that his stats don't replicate what they have in the past and you try to make another target the main target and he starts to see that, uh, it's going to be a problem because... You're causing him, you know, incentives in his contract, uh, which is taking money out of his pocket. On top of that, um, you're making another problem for the team because if Juju Smith-Schuster stats go up and up, when it's time for his contract, uh, he's going to want, you know, a nice deal, which takes money out Antonio Brown's pocket still. So it's just the way that you have to look at it. If you look at it the way I'm looking at it, um, he had a right to get mad to a certain point. But at the same time, they could have talked it out like men. Uh, The way it ended, uh, Antonio Brown had to talk to the front office about making a trade. So that's what they did. And as a leader, Ben Roethlisberger should have found a way to squash the beef, fix things, keep that team together. But no. They're now without the top without the top running back in the league who's a free agent who's going to move on. Now they're without maybe the top wide receiver in the NFL other than Julio Jones, of course, uh, that they will be without. So in Pittsburgh, it will be a brand new team in 2019 offensively. Uh, James Conner did a bang-up job, Pro Bowl running back. I applaud him for that. But Le'Veon Bell is just a different type beast and it fit very well in that offense. Uh, so did Antonio Brown. Can take the top off the defense. Uh, can catch a five-yard screenplay, take it to the house. Can return punts where well, he used to. But, I mean, you just don't find that type of talent every day. And for them to lose two superior talents like that, it's going to burn. And it's going to burn bad. And I hate to say that. But, as I said earlier, they traded him to Oakland. Uh, for basically, uh, <laughs> like Stephen A. said, a bag of chips and a Coke. Because uh, I guess they didn't want to pay the $2.5 million roster bonus that was due on Sunday. So they didn't have a choice but to take the best available. Which I've heard that uh, the Patriots put a better offer on the table. But why would you want to help a team that's dominant as the Patriots by sending Antonio Brown there? So I kind of understand that. 
But a third and a fifth round pick from Oakland, uh, that was highway robbery, and there's no other way to put it. Um, he was pretty happy, you know, to be in Oakland. At least right now he is because uh, we'll see how that plays out because I guarantee you those stats won't look like they did in Pittsburgh. I'm just going to take a wild guess at that one. Uh, Derek Carr is the running back, uh, the quarterback for now. Uh, there are thoughts that Kyler Murray may be drafted number one that they may move up to take him. And uh, whew. we'll see. We'll see. But uh, Derek Carr... Uh, they could get, you know, some nice picks for him as a $25 million a year contract, uh, which is pretty cheap for the going-rated quarterbacks right now with Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, players like that who make more than Derek Carr. And Antonio Brown, uh, he also gets a nice hefty raise. Uh, he had $38 million left on his contract in Pittsburgh. Gets traded. Uh, goes up to $50 million, which is a $12 million raise. And with incentives, as I talked earlier with, which is iffy because uh, we don't know how he's going to work in that system. But it would, with incentives, it will go up to $54 million. So he's getting $16 million, up to $16 million, you know, more by being traded. And for a third and fifth round pick for a top tier receiver, and Oakland has three first-round picks. Woo, boy. That, and they've been making some good signs in the free agency, which we'll talk about later. Uh, but it seems like John Gruden was playing his cards right. So, Antonio Brown out to Oakland for a 35th-round pick. But I have some of my buddies that want to chime in. I am a boy in Remy Yates. He gave me his thoughts on Antonio Brown. And what he thought about Antonio Brown going to the Raiders. I think that the Steelers pretty much assured themselves that they are no longer a playoff team. And I think Oakland really primed themselves for a nice big year for Derek Carr if he stays around. Because I honestly think that Tyler Murray is going to be their quarterback with all the talent that they have to offer still um draft picks uh try and make sure that uh kyler murray has something to work with really and i think that would be great I think that the Steelers pretty much assured themselves that they are no longer a playoff team. And I think Oakland really primed themselves for a nice big year for Derek Carr if he stays around. Because I honestly think that Tyler Murray is going to be their quarterback with all the talent that they have to offer still. Um, draft picks. Uh, try and make sure that uh, Kyler Murray has something to work with, really. And I think that would be great. That's my homie, Remy Yates, one of my biggest supporters, man. We talk sports all day, every day. And I totally agree with what he said. Um, I don't think Derek Carr will be around, you know, when the first part of the year rolls around. I think they do take Calamari. I think they move up, take Calamari, 
and number one overall to be, you know, because if they don't, Arizona going to take him. Um, if I'm Arizona, I would take Derek Carr, trade Josh Rosen, and uh, keep it moving. Because uh, if they can get uh, Derek Carr and Josh Rosen, I'm sorry, Derek Carr and a number one pick uh, in return, not mainly the number four pick, I think Arizona will still be in a great spot to draft the top five player and the impact player. Uh, they have a lot of deficiencies on both sides of the ball. Uh, they had a lot of free agents. Uh, they have Chandler Jones to lead that defense. Uh, they're bringing in Terrell Suggs, you know, to help out. So with that number four pick, they can either move back again, gain more picks, and, you know, and build that team the right way. So I think they should uh, ask for Derek Carr in the trade. And on top of that, I think uh, ask for that number four pick and maybe a third round pick but they will get substantial you know compensation for Kyler Murray if uh, the Raiders move up to number one and I agree with Remy I think it would be a great move because uh, the Raiders are acquiring talent they just acquired a left tackle to block for the blind side of whoever will be the quarterback so they're shifting gears uh, trying to get that thing right in Oakland What's going on, everybody? It's Mike Patton, a.k.a. The General, SportsAwakening.com, and you're tuned in to Smitty Sports Machine and my boy, Antoine Smitty Smith. Hey, what's going on, people? I'm back. I'm back. Uh, Let's get into this free agency thing. Uh, there's been a lot of free agent moves, and on top of that, there's been a lot of trades. Some big names are going to new places, and I know y'all know about Antonio Brown, as I talked about later, but his former teammate, maybe y'all bet will be a New York Jet. Yeah, he'll be a New York Jet, uh, signed a four-year, $52 million contract that um, can rise up to as much as $61 million with incentives. We talking about the New York Jets. Same Jets that still need an offensive line. Um, still got to work on that line. Got a second-year quarterback. Don't know if he's going to hit that sophomore wall or not. But to me, it seemed that uh, Le'Veon Bell made an ass of himself. And you know, I'll just be honest about it. Because uh, if you think about it, no one pursued him, you know, that tough like you know, the media tried to pursue it. Uh, but the Jets took a chance. Uh, they they were going to sign Anthony Barr, but he changed his mind and went back to Minnesota. So that freed up a little bit more cap space. And they went hard out the Le'Veon Bell. So that's, you know, they threw the money at him at that point. But you got to think about this. Uh, are they about to reset the running back market? Because, uh, if you if you remember, uh, he wanted you know close to twenty million a year, but he's not going to get twenty million a year. Yes, he's that type of talent, but at his position, no. 
I didn't see that coming, you know, no way, no how. But, um, yeah, he'll be going to the Jets, and hey, <laughs> we'll see how that play out because they, to me, they just need too much. Yes, their quarterback is promising, but they still need receivers to take some of the pressure off him, and, you know, teams are going to stack the box, but, you know, I can go on and on about that, but, uh, Hey, but on the other side of the ball with the Jets, they did sign C.J. Mosley to a five-year, $85 million deal. Uh, I love that move because uh, Mosley is one of the best young linebackers in the NFL. And uh, if he had, if Anthony Barr had stayed, I think that would have been a very nice tandem. They already have Jordan Jenkins there, former Georgia Bulldog. Uh, and that would have made a nice, you know, Nice linebacking unit. But what do they search for now in the draft now that Anthony Barr went went back to Minnesota? It just makes me wonder. Um, it's going to be um, interesting to see uh, what the Jets do on that side of the ball. The Jets have made quite a few moves, you know, actually. Uh, they signed Darrell Roberts, the cornerback, to an extension. So they keep one of their key players in the secondary. Uh, they signed Washington Redskins former wide receiver Jamison Crowder. I think that was a big move and a great move for Sam Darnold. And they also signed veteran receiver Josh Bellamy, uh, who they got at a bargain at uh, five million dollars over two years. So I think they that, those were solid signings. Uh, now, what would they do in the draft? Yet, yeah, like I said, still remains to be seen. But me personally, I think uh, I think they go wide receiver because they still need the help. And if they don't go receiver, I think they have to go, have to go offensive line to keep Sam Donner upright. But uh, we talked about Antonio Brown, talked about Le'Veon Bell. And uh, those were the two big names on the market at the top of the list. And uh, let's go to Odell Beckham Jr., uh, traded from the New York Giants. To the Cleveland Browns, I, I knew Odell, you know, was going to be moved. I've been knowing it since last year. I've been, I felt that way, uh, should I say? I even, you know, did a video on it. I, I even wrote an article on it. So I just always had that feeling that, you know, he just didn't fit in New York no more. After all, you know, the turmoil about him getting a new deal, he finally got it at five years, ninety-five million. But, uh, you know, the Giants organization wasn't too happy about it. And uh, it started to show. So, um, he became disgruntled. He, you know, started speaking out, showing his behind. And, you know, it was just time. Now, he goes to uh, Cleveland, who has a young stud in Baker Mayfield, who set the NFL record record with 27 touchdowns last year. And he didn't even play 16 games. So, with a versatile quarterback like that, you have your former LSU teammate Jarvis Landry in in the slot. Uh, you have uh, Rashad Higgins there, uh, young tight end and David Njoku, and put him with Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt. When he comes back, he will be the X factor of the whole thing because if he gets suspended, if he gets suspended, just look up. He will be back towards the end of the season. If they're in a playoff run, 
And with fresh legs like Kareem Hunt, who's arguably arguably a, a top five running back in the league, man, you have to deal with that later in the season, man. Hey, trust me. Cleveland going to be a mess. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, after they traded for Odell, they traded, you know, I'm sorry, they signed Sheldon Richardson to a three-year deal. And for y'all, for y'all that don't remember, uh, before Sheldon Richardson started getting in trouble, uh, he was probably one of the young best defensive tackles in the league, uh, in my opinion. And I think uh, pairing him with Miles Garrett, you know, giving him some help, you know, up the middle, because I can't remember the last time the Cleveland Browns had a stud defensive tackle. It's been a long time. And, man, like I said, I can't remember. But they also assigned to Darius Taylor, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker, who's a solid linebacker. I think that was an awesome move. So, they lose Jabril Peppers to the Giants in the Odell Beckham trade. So, with their second-round pick, I could definitely see them going uh, safety. And I could see them going with the... uh, Alabama safety because I think he'll be there in the second round but um, I think the Browns are headed in the right direction I think John Dorsey uh, has you know a plan in place I think he's going to follow through and it's going to be interesting to see because uh, and and to be honest I don't think they're through you know with um, with free agency uh, I think there's a couple of more solid signings out there that they can make, you know, to bolster that secondary. Because uh, at this point, I think uh, with Miles Garrett getting help up front, I think, you know, it will help that secondary, you know, hang on for a little while. But another uh, signing, uh, let's go to Philadelphia. Um, they traded... They got Deshaun Jackson back via trade from Tampa Bay, so and he shouldn't have never left. Uh, to be honest, brutally honest with you, uh, I love that move. I think he belongs there, and I think he makes a difference with Carson Wentz, gives a, a legit deep threat, and with an arm like Carson Wentz has, uh, I can definitely see that working. Uh, they also signed Malik Jackson, former Jacksonville uh, defensive tackle. Uh, to a $30 million deal over three years. Uh, at $10 million a year, I think that's a deal for a guy who's a legit pass rusher, and you put him next to Fletcher Cox, who's a dis- one of the most disruptive forces in the NFL, probably next to Aaron Donald. So you give him help up front, and that line still anchors that defense. Will they re-sign Ronald Darby? I don't know. Uh, he's still on the market. Uh, he's coming off an ACL injury. But if I'm Philadelphia, I'd definitely look into it. I definitely look into that because uh, he's one of the, you know, the best, you know, fit most physical corners in the league. And, you know, he was a key run on that Super Bowl. He was a key player on that Super Bowl team. So I would definitely think about it. I'm just going around the league here. I'm going to go to Washington. Um, they traded for Case Keenum. Uh, I think it was a logical move. He, to me, he's a poor man's Kirk cousin. But um, I like the move, 
and I think he's a solid quarterback in the bridge that can get them, you know, to when whomever they're trying to sign. Uh, actually, I have them taking uh, Daniel Jones in the draft. Uh, and while I'm talking about that, y'all go to uh, Smitty Sports Machine on WordPress.com, and y'all will see my mock draft 2.0. And I think uh, they take a quarterback, and uh, Case Keenum will be a bridge to whenever that quarterback is ready to start, whomever it may be. They also re-signed Adrian, Adrian Peterson. Uh, it was not a surprise to me uh, because Adrian Peterson put up good numbers last year, actually. And at times, he showed flashes of the old Adrian Peterson. Yes, he's 32 years old. And, uh, I mean, but we all know age ain't nothing but a number, right? I mean, let's be honest. Age ain't nothing but a number. And with Adrian Peterson, man, you're getting a legit running back, a uh, future Hall of Famer. And at two two years, five million dollars for that caliber running back. And I know he's not the same as he he does it still. I'm sorry, he's 33 years old. He just turned. He'll be 33 on the 21st of March. So, 33 years old, a running back that used to run a 4-4 can still run a legit 4-5. Uh, he doesn't have that same burst that he used to have. But that fight is still in him. So at two years and five million dollars, I think he'll be just fine. But he had a thousand yard season last year at 32 years old, seven touchdowns. So um, I mean that's a hell of a signing, you know, for a 33 year old that's coming off a thousand yard season and can still show flashes of what he used to be. Um, they have a couple more running backs on the roster, but hey, we talking about Adrian Peterson. Um, let's keep going. Oakland Raiders, uh, along with Antonio Brown. Um, I just want to, I just can't wait to see what John Gruden is going to do with, um, Derek Carr. Uh, it's, you know, fascinating to me because I actually think, you know, to be honest, I think, um, I think he'll go out to Calamari and uh, trade Derek Carr. And a trade that makes some sense to me is uh, if you get that number four pick, get Derek Carr, who's a young, you know, probably a top 10, top 15, top 10 quarterback in the league uh, when healthy. Um, if you trade him along with that number four pick to Arizona for Calamari, I think that's enough compensation in itself. Because you're getting top-notch quarterback and you're just moving down a couple of spots. And on top of that, you get to trade Josh Rosen, get more picks on top of that. So I think that's the most logical move. And if they don't make that move, I mean, it's, I, it, does, it really wouldn't make sense. I think uh, they that would be the most logical move. You're getting a starting quarterback, uh, trading, you know, the quarterback that you drafted last year. Uh, which I personally felt like it was a mistake. But they thought it was the best possible pick, at, you know, at that point to pick him. But if you get Derek Carr and replace um, Josh Rosen with Derek Carr, I think it's a no-brainer move. But I'll be right back in a minute, folks. I'm going to continue my um, continue my free agent frenzy and uh, give you my thoughts on a couple of more moves. I'll be right back.
This is former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, big game, James Canada. And when I need to get my sports fix, I tune into Smitty Sports Machine. I'm back, I'm back, people, I'm back. Uh, Before we get this going, man, like I always say, go ahead and catch me on these websites. At um, Twitter, FatboySlim underscore 21. That's FatboySlim underscore 21 on Twitter. F-A-T-B-O-I-S-L-I-M underscore 21. Catch me on Instagram and Antoine. That's A-N, the number two, W-O-N. And on Instagram, you will see the pictures of the YouTube page and my blog and tell you how to get there. I put the, I installed the links and all. But check out my Instagram, man. Great photos. And like I said, it gives you the info as to where to find me also. Find me on WordPress.com, Smitty Sports Machine. As I, you know, get my thoughts, put it down on paper when I can't express it with words. Like I said, man, I'm all over social media. And, you know, I like, I love, I love sports, man. And I try to express myself in any way, shape, form I can. And y'all can see me on YouTube, too. YouTube channel, Smitty Sports Machine. Uh, my subscription thing is low, so go ahead and subscribe. Help, help me build that website up, man. I would greatly appreciate it. But we still on free agency, and um, a couple of teams stood out. Like I speak, about, I spoke of the Cleveland Browns a little earlier, but the Green Bay Packers they're making moves also. Um, they released Nick Perry, uh, veteran line outside linebacker. Uh, signs Darius Smith, uh, former Baltimore Raven. The Ravens lost a lot, man. They lost a lot. They lost C.J. Mosley, Darius Smith, Eric Weddle, Joe Flacco. Well, they traded Joe Flacco, but they lost it nonetheless. Uh, but that defense took a hit, man. And how they bounce back will be be very interesting to see. Uh, I think I know which way they're going in the draft. They have to go defense because they lost a lot. They signed, um, what's that kid? <laughs> Earl Thomas, former Seattle uh, safety. They signed him, and they signed Mark Ingram, former New Orleans Saint. Uh, they had to sign Mark Ingram because they released uh, Collins because uh, he got in some uh, trouble off the field. So they let uh, Alex Collins, so they let him move on. <clears throat> the Packers also signed Preston Smith. Former Washington outside linebacker, defensive end. Uh, that was an awesome move. And, you know, it bears the difference. You know, what would they do with Clay Matthews? Uh, will he be gone after June 1st? Uh, I can't wait to see because uh, his production has dropped over the last couple of years. So I can't wait to see what the Packers are going to do with that. That's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. Um... The Browns, we've talked about the Browns, but Kareem Hunt signed a one-year, $1.1 million deal. But you got to think of it as this. 
Uh, it's a risk type, risk reward type situation. Uh, yes, he got in trouble for uh, the altercation with the young lady, uh, and he got into an altercation at the at the club. But everyone deserves a second chance. Everyone makes mistakes. Uh, hopefully, he grows from this and gets a better circle around him because uh, he couldn't have had the right circle around him if um, things like this are still going on. And for God's sake, please, 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 try to find peace in yourself. You have to. You have to. Uh, Eric Reed, I wasn't going to let the show go by without, you know, mentioning him. Signed a three-year, $22 million contract with the Carolina Panthers, and I applaud them for giving him another shot. And I think it will pay off in the end. It already paid off, you know, last year. Uh, he's a great leader in the locker room, great leader on the field, exceptional athlete, and, uh, you know, I wish him the best. And I think they got a hell of a deal. So, Eric Reed will still be a part of the Carolina Panthers. The biggest contract that's going out so far is um, Trey Flowers, former uh, New England Patriots defensive end, signs with the Detroit Lions for five years, $90 million. Um, it is an awesome signing because uh, Ziggy Answer, he's uh, no longer in uh, Detroit. And I think with their first round pick, they might still go defensive end or defensive tackle, you know, to to uh, shore up that defensive line because uh, it was the weak point on their defense last year. So if they can get that, you know, taken care of, maybe we can see them turn the corner next year. Uh, they released Grover Quinn, uh, saving the Lions. 6.25 in cap space. And that was a big blow because he's one he was one of their better defensive backs. So we shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Couple of NFC South quarterbacks uh restructured their ideas, Matt Ryan. Andrew Brees, Matt Ryan um, restructured his contract, which uh, put seven more million dollars on the books for the Falcons. Uh, Drew Brees restructured his, putting nearly eleven million dollars back on the Saints cap. So Atlanta made you know two moves. Uh, they signed uh, James Carpenter, uh, offensive lineman, and Jamon Brown, offensive lineman, to uh, to uh, new deals. So they're starting to spend their money pretty wisely on key positions. The Saints, however, I think they're going to make a real big move soon. Uh, you release that kind of money in cap space, a big move is coming. But I'm going to give you my winners and losers when I get back. So y'all stay tuned. Another big name that was released. Um, Eric Berry, Kansas City Chiefs. Well, they lost two veterans this week. They lost Justin Houston, uh, linebacker defensive end, and they lost Eric Berry, uh, all pro safety, uh, who's been, you know, 
up and down the last couple of seasons with his health. As you know, he fought cancer a couple of years ago. And Justin Houston, the linebacker, he's been battling leg injuries, arm injuries, and, and all. So they will be rebuilding a little bit on defense. It's also interesting to see where they would go in the draft because uh, they traded D4 to the San Francisco 49ers. So Andy Reid is going with a complete overhaul on defense. Uh, Chris Jones, the defensive tackle, um, should have made the Pro Bowl last year. Um, he made a couple of those players expendable because the way he played last year, he'll be in line for a big deal soon. So they had to make a choice on Justin Houston and Eric Berry, uh, who dealt with injuries the last couple of years and, you know, taking up cap space. So they those were cap casualties and, you know, their help played a part. But, nonetheless, I still think the Chiefs offensively uh, will, well, after they sign Carlos Hyde, uh, they will, you know, still carry this team. But, on the other hand, they must secure that defense and build that defense back up the right way. So, let's see what the Chiefs are going to do. I had to take it back with Dr. Dre, y'all. I had to take it back. Dr. Dre, that, that Chronic album, man, it has to be top 10. I could talk music all day, but this is a sports show. But ain't nothing wrong with taking it back because, uh, hey, you are what you come from. Am I right or am I wrong? But I'm going to give y'all my winners and losers right quick. Uh, it's still early. It's just day four. But... My winners, I gave y'all the Cleveland Browns earlier. Uh, I think the Green Bay Packers are winning. Uh, they're not known for signing big-name free agents in the past, uh, but those two signs of Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith will be big for the Packers. I think they get younger at that position. Uh, Nick, Nick Perry, like I said, got released. Uh, I think Clay Matthews is also on the way out the door. So I thought think those were two big signings. Uh, they still, you know, need help in that secondary because they lost Morgan Burnett and they traded Ha Ha Clinton Dix last year. So two years in a row, they lost both of their top safeties. So safety is definitely, you know, something that they have to address in free agency or through the draft. Uh, my losers, I have to go Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sorry. You lose the best running back in the league and the best wide receiver in the league in a matter of a couple of days. <laughs> so, there's no way around that. You know, look at it however you want. Uh, ego or no ego. You lose two of the best offensive players in the league. Let's see how your offense is fair the next season. Yes, they have young talent on that team, but you can. it's hard to replace the number one wide receiver and the number one Running back in the league. No way around it. Also, a loser. New York Giants. You trade away both your leaders on defense. Well, you trade Olivier Vernon. You let Landon Collins walk. Still got Eli Manning. And you trade Odell Beckham. I've heard of a rebuild. But if you have that much, those type players on your team, 
why are you sticking with a 38-year-old quarterback who's well over past his prime and over age? Should have retired three years ago, in my opinion. So, New York Giants, Dave Gettleman, get it together because, uh, hey, New York is a big media market, and they're not going to stand for that much longer. Trust me on that. Trust me on that. So, those are my winners and losers. Early on in NFL free agency and new league year. Those are my thoughts. Like I said, find me on Twitter, Instagram, WordPress.com, YouTube at Smith Sports Machine. Subscribe to those websites. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to YouTube. Subscribe to WordPress.com. I would greatly appreciate it. But that's my show for this week, folks. Hope y'all enjoyed it. It's your boy Antoine Smith-Smith signing off. And as I always say, catch y'all on the flip side, my good people. Peace out.